The large brick house at the end of Hardscrabble Street had been empty for a generation. During that time, it had been a royal castle, a haunted ruin, an alien spaceship, and anything else the children of the neighborhood wanted it to be. Lindsay Brackentwig said the last people to live in the house had been a family of circus performers who had practiced their skills on the abnormally flat roof. Josh Gallowsby said they had been three witches who had stirred magic potions in the enormous bathtub on the second floor. Hannah Festerworth said they had been the parents of a young boy whom they kept locked away in the unfinished basement. Every child had a story about the house, each wilder than the last. It was a house of imagination, a blank canvas just waiting to be painted with the gleeful brushstrokes of youth. Every parent in the neighborhood had forbidden their children from entering the house, and every parent in the neighborhood knew full well their children were disobeying them. But when local real estate agent Dorothy Canvas Walter placed a sold banner atop the aged weather-beaten for sale sign that had stood sentry on the front lawn for years, even the parents were disappointed. It's like the heart of the neighborhood is being ripped right out, said PTA co-president Candace Gloomfellow. I still remember when little Johnny broke his arm falling down those rickety stairs, agreed PTA co-president Martha Doomberg with a wistful tear in her eye. Every adult on Hardscrabble Street, as well as all those on nearby Vexington Avenue and Von Burden Lane, and nearly all on Turnabout Road, Old Lady Witherton could not be bothered, wondered about the new owners. Would they be a tidy family? Would they be a handy family? Would they be a noisy family? The children of Hardscrabble Street, Vexington Avenue, Von Burden Lane, and Turnabout Road did not wonder about the new owners. As word spread of the sale, they gathered in twos and threes to stand in front of their magnificent former playhouse and sigh, pout, even weep. Some felt childhood was over. Others felt they had lost their best friend. All felt mildly resentful of the sale and were determined to dislike whoever ultimately moved in, no matter what. Why would anyone buy that house? asked ten-year-old Gail Bloom, staring longingly at a second-floor balcony on which she'd fenced the imaginary yet dastardly Lord Dunderhead only days before. Maybe they've got kids, answered her eight-year-old brother Jerry, with his rose-colored viewpoint, eyeing the flat roof where only last week he'd set up his slot car track and raced the cars wildly in circles for hours on end. This is a good neighborhood for kids. But it's our place, complained Gail's best friend and Jerry's worst nightmare, ten-year-old Nancy Pink Blossom, imagining the infamous stairway of death down which she'd tumbled each and every one of her pretty patty dress-up dolls. Who said they could just come and take it away from us? The three children stood in place a moment more on that warm spring Saturday morning, each gathering and storing away an admittedly short lifetime's worth of memories. Finally, at some unspoken signal, they turned away almost in unison. What should we do today? asked Gail. We could go to the river, answered Jerry 
referring to the tiny trickle of a stream that snaked behind Hardscrabble Street. There's lots to do near the river. She wasn't asking you, snothead, said Nancy automatically, too upset to muster up a real insult. Want to go see if Lindsay Brackentwig's home? suggested Gail. Sure, said Jerry. She's fun. Go find your own friend, dorknose, said Nancy. I'm not a dorknose. Yes, you are. You're a total dorknose. You're a dorknose. Oh, God, grow up, dorknose. Guys, who's that? interrupted Gail. Jerry and Nancy put their epic battle of the dorknose on hold to follow the line of Gail's finger to a tall, frail-looking man shambling toward them, hunched over as if he had long ago lost the struggle against gravity. He was dressed all in black, except for a huge purple top hat, and he carried a small black leather bag by its polished white handle of bone. Even though he was still a ways away, the kids could make out a repeated creaking that sounded with each footstep, as if he were walking on a squeaky wooden floor rather than a concrete sidewalk. 